my most exciting swimming moment would be watching my daughter make top ten at state. That was probably the most exciting. And making a final at big state, not little state, yeah. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares information, ideas and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and today we're talking about the role of being a swimming club treasurer with Ariel Darley. Now, Ariel is, as well as being a swimming mum, on the Carlisle Swim Club Committee, She's also on the local area committee, that's Swimming Metro Northeast, where she is both treasurer and a meet director, and she also works full-time. Now, I was particularly keen to talk to Ariel because at an area level, they've just about automated everything to basically make it as easy as possible to operate with uh, minimum time and effort. For example, they've got a payment gateway from PayPal, all of their accounts are organised using Zero, the online accounting system. They've got automatic bank feeds that uh, feed from their bank and PayPal into Zero, so there's very little rekeying of information required. And they've just about eliminated cash transactions. So during our conversation, we talked about some of the initial setup. Uh, the routine operation, and also the annual audit. But I started off by asking her what it's like being a treasurer. I'm finding it's pretty, fairly easy actually. Once, once you get around your head around how the particular club, or in this particular case, the area works and what sort of reporting they want, it's just... Um, maintenance really so it, and there's not a lot of activity except around um development squad time and meet time um outside of those areas there's you know pretty much zero activity so it's it's a fairly manageable job now when you say fairly manageable um you're talking about a, an organization that's not gst registered so you don't have to bother with things like bass returns but um what I mean, what, how many hours a week or hours a month would you say you have to put into it just to keep it ticking over? Um, it probably isn't even a per month thing. Once a, once if before a meeting, what I might do is spend uh, maybe half an hour to an hour producing reports. But if I'm not, if I'm doing a meet, obviously it would be a lot more than that because. Or squad development, for instance, is probably a lot more than a meet. A meet, generally, you've just got the online entries and it's just the odd one or two manual entries that you might be chasing up. With squads, you've got PayPal entries as well as um, FPOS entries, so I'm constantly reconciling those. So during those months, it's probably maybe an hour to two hours a week um, just just to, to keep on top of the reconciliation and stuff. Um, outside of those times, not even that. Okay, you're, you're talking about, you mentioned PayPal and, and other things. Perhaps it would be useful just to um, talk a bit about how you've got things set up. You've, uh, it sounds like you're making use of various automated systems to make your life easier. What, what, what are the main systems and, and processes that you have? Uh, well, for SMNE, we use a program called Zero, which is an online accounting package, which 
um, pretty much makes life easy and quite simple for any organisation. Um, I, of course, don't have payroll, so I can't speak about that side of it for zero, but certainly the bookkeeping side of it is quite easy. The accounts, the web, like the bank accounts and the PayPal accounts, um, are all automatically fed into zero, so I don't have to download statements or anything like that. So all transactions automatically go into zero um, as they are within a day or two of them being transacted to whatever account. Um, so I can then tally that to the bank statements um, at the end of each quarter, for instance. Um, but generally, um, as long as the balance is the same as what the bank statement says, I don't. The reconciliation is probably a lot easier than any other package I've used. So I used to use Myob, for instance, and used to have to go in and do a bank reconciliation, and it was probably a lot more fiddly, a lot more paperwork and stuff. Um, with Zero, I find that that cuts out a lot of it because you can reconcile, you can upload accounts, you can upload um, invoices, receipts. Um, I can. Uh, for instance, I to receipt um, when other clubs enter relays, they send me uh, their relay teams, and then I can generate an invoice and send that invoice out to them, which they can pay. And then there's no, I don't generally have to follow that up because the zero also does the follow up for me. I can set whether it does a reminder and how often it does a reminder. So if it hasn't been paid, it will send automatically email the reminder. It cuts a lot of the paperwork, the manual, like the footwork out, I, I guess you could say. Now, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I'm just wondering whether for our listener we should just um, take a couple of steps back and just uh, get clear about some context. I know in my past where I've been involved with picking up a treasurer role, I've been given a um, a tin with a pile of coins in it. I've been given a checkbook, uh, and I've been given a a large lever arch file, and um, it's almost something out of um, a sort of Dickens novel. Um, <laughs> seems to have been a, a pretty pretty basic setup where everything's everything's manual. Um, I'm understanding that you don't normally handle cash or checks uh, any longer that all payments are made via EFT either to the bank account or from the bank account you also receive credit card payments I think via PayPal and all of those feed automatically into uh, into zero and and you reconcile things from there C- can I just check have I got my understanding right there yes yeah it's, it's basically that's it exactly so we try and reduce the cash um only because it's messy, um, we find we don't really need it, um, mainly the messy factor, because <laughs> it's very, very hard to track cash. So we have gone away from cash mostly. Um, we do do a little bit of cash handling when we do sell programs, but uh, at the next meet, I'm hoping that we don't even do that, because as, as you know, it, is, it can get messy, it's very, very hard to track, and there's never... A definite, it's always an approximate amount that you can declare. You can't really track it that well. Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, we've talked a bit about what it's like now that it's all up and running, but tell me a bit about what it was like trying to get everything set up from scratch. Um, it was tricky because I needed to 
really work out what sort of reporting the area wanted in, before I could actually set up the chart of accounts. Now, the the zero comes with a chart of accounts, of course, but it's not when you're talking about a swimming club or a swimming area, you want specific information. So you want to know how much a meet costs to run as well as how much in income you generate from that meet because no club wants to run at a loss, obviously. So the reporting is more about uh, how much comes in and out with concerns to a meet. But there, there's, a, there's obviously a few incidentals here and there, but your main reporting is going to be all centred around meets and spending that money around swimmers and how you swim, you're, you're spending it and how you can you know, give back to the swimmers if you've made money around a meet. So the, the book, the accounts weren't... Um, it's, it's not... I didn't use too much of the basic accounting or I, I, too many of the categories, let's say. Um, it's probably simpler because we just I just based it on meets so much, not so much as one meet, but we only hold like three meets a year, three or four meets a year. So we wanted to, I, I basically thought, oh, I need to know how much I make for each meet, how much time is spent, how much money is spent per meet so that you can work out from there how much you need to charge in for per entry in order to not go backwards <laughs> but still be able to give make money and give back to the swimmers in some way so my accounting is all around meets yeah so and, and expenses yeah if i recall correctly a lot of accounting packages are rightly focused on accounting by month um, because that's the way most business operate. And you're saying that for for your club and the area, it's much more around accounting around events because, um, like you say, you want to make sure that uh, you're breaking even or uh, making a surplus on individual events. Yes, because in some months you're not going to make any money. With most months, you're not going to make any money. So it is catered around the meet. Um, you can do certainly do a summary at the end of the year, but it's certainly, and I can I produce reports if required at the end of each month. Um, but it's more relevant if we've had a meet. Yeah, I suppose it's more relevant. The, the, the normal way of doing it's probably more relevant for a swimming club uh, that does have more routine operations than um, than an area that uh, that basically runs through a series of meets across the year. Yeah, as, as an area, we probably actually run more than a lot of clubs. So, uh, for instance, the Carlisle Club, I think, only run two main meets a year. And then just inter like just club stuff um, another, towards the end of the year. So they probably run less meets than SMNE. Um, and it's kind of more based on the end of, like the year begins on the 1st of April each year and ends on the 31st of March. And that seems to cater for pretty much the, the main meets which are in summer and then you can get a summary and plus the one or two winter meets that we run. But, yeah, the main meets are always in summer, which is, you know, as you know, October to um, March. 
so you're, you're talking now, if, if you don't mind me saying, as quite an expert around <laughs> around this sort of thing. Um, when you, uh, I'd lose that. I, I'd use that term loosely. Expert <laughs> is not 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 what I'd call myself. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. But what level of financial and bookkeeping and treasurer expertise did you did you bring to this role originally? Um, originally, I my bookkeeping knowledge is from, believe it or not, childcare. <laughs> so nothing to do with swimming. It was a bit. It was all about childcare, and we used to have to pay wages and all sorts of things like that. So it was very, very different. But it's the same concept: ins, outs. It's just not as many transactions. So it was it was multiple transactions all the time, and obviously pays every fortnight. So that's where my bookkeeping came through, and I was using MYOB for that. So would you recommend that a club or area treasurer does need to have prior bookkeeping experience? Um, that's a hard one to say because I can't, you know, I taught my, I pretty much taught myself slowly over the years and multiple jobs and another job as a manager where I did have to do do pays on a an accounting package. So I, I, I don't know, I'm not a really... If you're just a small club and you're really good with an Excel spreadsheet, I reckon you could even do your books just with an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't, you know, clubs, with clubs, if they're small, it's not a huge issue. I, I don't, personally, I don't think you would need the bookkeeping knowledge. You'd have to have a head for figures and that you, you knew that things had to balance, that if there was an in, there had to be an out somewhere. And you, other, but other than that, I mean, if you've got absolutely no head figures, perhaps not the best job for it. Um, but just, just, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that you would absolutely need bookkeeping knowledge. I think it is something that you can learn. Now, once a year, uh, the annual audit is conducted. Um, tell me a little bit about how that works. Um, that, that for me is something that was completely new because nothing I had done prior to this particular role had been audited as such by an auditor. Um, the, the, well, the childcare books were audited, but not, it was part of a PNC, so it was more, we give all the information to the PNC and then they, that, that treasurer would deal with it. So we, I didn't get audited myself. So that, that bit was new and a little bit scary because it was like I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, as it turns out, it's fine. <laughs> it's, um, he, just gives, he just gave me guidelines as to what evidence he required, which was evidence that I probably didn't consider, um, evidence such as, you know, Every club or most clubs and areas have two signatures. That that's fair to say um, for everything. So there's a track record there on who signs off um, on what, and it, it, it's quite secure. But one thing I didn't think about was when he said, "Yes, you pay bills, but where in the committee who says that you're allowed to pay those bills?" And it made me realise it was just a given that if I received an account, I would send it to the people who are signatories because I'm not a signatory and just say, pay it. But I didn't actually ever seek permission and I didn't actually get have evidence of that. 
and it made me realise their auditors are really quite thorough. <laughs> to that, down to the little nitty gritty, it's like, yeah, well, I know that bill was generated, I know that, but when, when was that discussed and approved? It's like, oh, yeah, good point. We don't, don't actually, we've not done that. So I've kind of started making a point when I do get a big, well, especially with big girls, of mentioning it at the committee meeting so that it's at least minuted that, yes, I've got this big bill, it's all right to pay that. So it sounds like the auditor was essentially doing two things. One was to go through the detail of the accounts to make sure everything added up correctly, but the other one was to make sure that the various transactions, particularly the outgoing ones, particularly the big ones, were appropriately authorised by the appropriate people around the table. Exactly, exactly. Very good. Now, how are you enjoying it? Uh, now you've been, now you've got it all up and running, and it's in in steady state. Oh, look, it's a lot more enjoyable than the beginning. Oh, I won't lie, the beginning was a bit stressful, and I did spend a lot of hours mulling over the previous books and working out. And then, because I had actually changed software packages, it was knowing what had happened before and how it worked that helped me set up something better in the next one. So more relevant with, with hopefully less work and less tracking because it will just track it itself. So I think um, you need to go through that mess and the stress to get your head around it anyway. And it, for me, I, I kind of it was kind of good that it was a little bit of a mess so that I could... Because otherwise, you're just taking it for granted that this is how it could happen. If the way, having to investigate and work it out from scratch was definitely a huge learning curve, but a very valuable learning curve. Oh, I see. So rather than just sort of pr- pressing the buttons and treating it as a black box where just things magically happen, you really had to understand what was going on to, to make sure it was Correct. set up right. Correct. So where would you recommend um, somebody that's perhaps just found themselves as a treasurer or a, considering doing it, where would you recommend they should is a good source of advice or information about how to set things up? Well, it depends on the treasurer who did it beforehand. I mean, most clubs are now set up. If you were starting from scratch, I would buddy with someone. If you were starting a new club, for instance, and you, I would definitely buddy with another club in the area and seek advice. I definitely um, sought advice from our treasurer from the Carlisle Club because she actually is a um, an accountant. So... Definitely picking her ear was fantastic. She also, because if she was in the swimming world, knew what would need to be reported, what what would be of interest to the committee. Um, definitely buddy up with someone who has been doing it for a while. Now, Ariel, thank you very much for that um, debrief on treasurer matters. I'd like to close, please, on our quick fire round of five questions, if you're ready. Uh-oh. what's the most useful piece of advice or equipment that you've come across during your time in swimming my most useful piece of advice was from another swimming parent who said competition swimming is not a sprint it's a marathon and that is something of i tell new parents all the time when they start to get anxious about things i just say just remember it's a marathon not a sprint the lucky door prize 
for technical officials in Swimming New South Wales is a bottle of wine or box of chocolates, which would you have? Mm. As I'm allergic to chocolates, I'm going to have to say the wine. If you had your time again in swimming, what, in any, what if anything, would you do differently? Mm, that's a tricky one. Um, what would I do differently? I don't, don't think there is anything I'd do differently. I've, you know, there's been ups and downs, but I don't think I'd, I see myself as doing anything differently. It's great to hear. <laughs> You'd be treasurer again, would you? Probably would. I'm a bit of a fucker for things like that. The good old challenge. <laughs> What's your 50 metres freestyle personal best time? Oh, that would only be walking. There's no way I'd be swimming that. <laughs> and what's been your most exciting swimming moment so far? Uh, my most exciting swimming moment would be watching my daughter make top ten at state. That was probably the most exciting. And making a final at big state, not little state, yeah. Ariel, thank you so much for your time today. That is very, very, very much appreciated. Thank you. That's all right. My pleasure. Well, as you can see, we only really scratched the surface there of what it's like to be a swim club treasurer. But I guess that's really the point of these interviews. It's not really to give a detailed how-to on any of these particular things. It's just to go around a whole variety of swimming-related issues and just get a feel for what it's about and hopefully tempt you or others to get more involved with helping to run this wonderful sport of ours. So... Um, if you have any questions about any of this, any things you like or any things you dislike or recommendations about people you'd like us to speak to or things you'd like us to cover, then do please drop me a line. Probably best you email me at ben at swim.rocks. The email address again is ben at swim.rocks. I'm just about to head off for a holiday and when we get back I've got interviews lined up with a swimwear supplier and we'll be talking to uh, the man behind Swimmate and another PB which is a mobile phone app that's really helping uh, many of us out in swimming and we'll also be hearing more about multi-class swimming. I'm sure you've been to swimming carnivals where there's multi-class events. Want to learn more about those? Well, uh, just stay tuned and uh, we'll cover that off in future. So that's it for this week. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. In the meantime, do please stay dry. Stay dry.